Are you looking for veteran resources and peer support? Objective Zero has an app for that. Download the Objective Zero app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Access wellness resources like yoga and a free year subscription to Headspace, the world's most popular meditation app. Check out veterans resources and access our nationwide network of peer support. Speak to fellow women veterans or someone in your field and branch of service. You get to choose who you want to chat with. Learn more at www.objectivezero.org. That's www.objectivezero.org. Please remember the views and opinions expressed by this show or any other show on DB Radio and its guests are strictly those of said individuals and do not reflect those of the DB Radio staff nor the staff of dysfunctional veterans. I am the first dick in your ear, Bonerwood, so it's going to be a hard one tonight. Oh, God damn it, buddy. That's just not even fair. This is Barracks Talk. This is inside the nut house, man. We got Sergeant Wardog. Oh, I just broke out of the rubber room, dog. The bacon man himself, oink. You are truly putting the D in the B when it comes to DV radio. Mr. Recall. I prefer to be referred to as belly and down. And don't know where the fuck Google is. I told you it's my computer. It's not me. That's exactly how I feel. We probably had a few too many to drink, you know what I'm <laughs> 20 bucks is 20 bucks. Can I get a thimble full of sweet baby rays, please? We don't have it. Saturday's right. going to be even more entertaining. Illogical. We still have the DD radio store for those wondering. Shit's still there. You can buy shit. Mine shit's good, okay? Oh, we haven't even gotten there yet. You fucking got me there already. <laughs> Love and military barracks talking around this smoke. How's your back feeling after that penis reduction? Oh, wow. <laughs> You're tuned in to WDVR on DVRadio.net. Because this is how it is on DV Radio. That is how it is right here on WDVR, DVRadio.net. This is Barracks Talk Live. You're listening to us on podcast on winning of the many podcast platforms that are out there. Just search DV Radio Podcast. We prefer that you listen on Podbean, but if you got a crapple and listen on, you know, I fucking tunes, go fucking for it. Anyway, tonight is February 24th, 2024. I'm Boner Wood. Tonight with us around the proverbial table, we got Mr. Oink. Got to hit the unmute button, fucker. Hey, I'm here, folks. (laughs) (laughs) And then we got Mr. JJ. Oink couldn't find the blue button again. Story of my life. Story of my life. And Sergeant Wardog. The psych ward gang is real. Absolutely. And Mr. Bender. Yes, the walking EO complaint. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mr. Rick Hoyle. Good evening. And streaming to all other social media platforms, it is Mr. Joel from MBR Radio. What's up, everybody? What's up? All <laughs> right. So. Going on yesterday through February 29th, you get 20% off your order at the DV Radio store at dvradio.net. And because I know all of you like to bitch, moan, whine, and complain because we came out with a a design after the fact, I said, fuck it. I'm going to make March's design come out today so you can get... The first, second, and third design for the 10-year DV Radio anniversary up until the 29th, 20% off at dvradio.net. Click on the DV Radio store. Fucking get it. I don't want to hear you assholes complain. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) If you get all three, I think it's like $18, $19 off. Uh, So you save right around 20 bucks. Um, But you got to go to the DV Radio store at dvradio.net. Click the redeem button. If you don't click the redeem button, you don't get your promo. So click that motherfucking redeem button. Uh, DV Farm, go to dvfarm.org. We still need to raise funds for the septic system. 25 to 30 grand. It'd be nice to get the 30 grand just in case we do need that extra little bit. If you can't give, please share. Share the hell out of it. That's why we haven't had veterans at the DV Farm. Until we can get that septic system fixed, we can't have veterans. So you keep asking why you haven't heard anything about veterans and and all that. It's because we can't have veterans until the septic system's fixed. And we can't fix the septic system until we have the 25 grand. So help us get the 25 grand. It's that it's that simple. If everybody that follows DV radio or DV farm, no joke, gave one dollar, 
we'd have 25 grand. I'm not joking. One dollar. Everybody that followed one of those pages. If both of those pages, the followers gave a dollar, then we'd have twice as much. So think about that. <laughs> um, if you're going to put yourself in a bad position because you're donating, don't donate, but do share. Um, spread the word. That's the best thing. Uh, yeah, dvfarm.org. Go check it out. Find out more about it over there. And you can also purchase merchandise through the DV Radio Store for the, from the DV Farm. And all those proceeds goes to the DV Farm as well. All righty. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Really quick. Let's go again around the proverbial table. Mr. Oik, how was your week? Well, you know, see what happened was. Uh, <laughs> now, it's been a pretty fucked up week for me, honestly. We've uh, we've had 40 degree temperatures and then that night we've had to get uh, below freezing and then back and forth. And, you know, walking to the parking lot to the shop is uh, is treacherous, but we haven't fell yet. You know, knock on wood. But, uh, yeah, the other day we had uh, 60 mile an hour winds down here in Anchorage, which is kind of unfamiliar. I mean, on hillside it is up in the mountains and shit, but not down at sea level, you know, Anchorage and long story short, 350 miles on my fucking vehicle. And it's already got a ding in the fucking thing. Uh, root the coworkers door out of his hand and right into mine. So it's been one of those fucking weeks, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I've seen that big dent, but at least the rims are okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so far the okay. size of these fucking potholes when they freezes and, and thaws and then refreezes again it might not last much longer though <laughs> he sent us a picture and the first thing I noticed was the fucking rounds I was like oh those are nice rounds but I didn't say that out loud <laughs> I, like, I held it back I hate that man uh, hopefully if you do get it fixed it doesn't cost too awfully much but knowing today's fucking economy um, well I only have to pay 500 bucks you know that's my deductible so well Get you deductible <laughs> all the fucking way. There you go. That, yeah, that's pretty much. Positive. That's the positive. <laughs> and he's like, "Fuck you." That's five hundred fucking dollars. I don't. Have. Um. Over. Well, the funny thing was, is when I when I did the claim, you know, I have USA and uh, my coworker. He has USA, and they're like, "Well, we haven't received anything from uh, his insurance yet." I'm like, "Well, that's because it's the same fucking insurance, you jackass." So <laughs> that's that's the bad thing. He, it doesn't matter if it's USAA or Geico or Allstate or whatever. If it, if both of the people have the same insurance, they always do that. I've heard yeah. every. And, and the funny thing is, is they they you know I, I gave them my spew and sent them pictures and sent them all the info, and it was about twenty four hours later they came back. We found that you are not at fault. I'm like, well, no shit. <laughs> My car was parked and I was in the fucking building, you jackass. Of course I wasn't at fault. <laughs> what kills me about like same insurance company claims is they're not losing any money no matter how they look at it oh god no god <laughs> like, no if anything they're making three times as much on two people so um but yeah i hate that for you man uh i've never had that happen because i've never had a new car um but i hate that <laughs> i really do i can't imagine because it's i like that car color is that candy apple it, it is pretty much. I mean, it doesn't show it in the picture, but uh, in the sunlight, dude, it's fucking. It's it's pretty. It's pretty balls. It's pretty hot. Then those fucking blacked out rounds. Oh man, my nipples are getting hard just looking at that fucking picture. With that, <laughs> it, it's a sweet looking little car. Yeah, it's a Toyota Camry XSE, the new 2024 model. So it's it's pretty sweet. Look, I'm not against Toyotas. I've got two '93 Toyota Paseos back here, five speed. I mean. <laughs> Well, they so, had this one in stock and on hand and then the showroom and yada, yada, yada. Whereas all the other cars we were going to look at the following afternoon, you know, they were all in transit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once I sat in it and I know I could drive it. And then the wife, fucking wife, she gets in it. She gets everything adjusted. You know, she, like I said, she's a whopping four foot ten. So for her to drive something, have clear vision out the A pillars and B pillars and all that stuff is, <laughs> is pretty critical for her. Right. Like so she gets in. Yeah, so you pretty much, yeah. In Europe, she would be. Um, <laughs> she gets in, she gets everything adjusted. And we, we're pulling out of the fucking dealership parking lot. She's looking right and she's looking left. Finally, she gets a clear opening. And she's making a right right there in the old Seward Highway. And she just fucking nails it, dude. The fucking poor lady that's selling the car sitting in the back seat without a seatbelt on. She gets thrown back to the back <laughs> of the seat. It was fucking hilarious. I'm like, whoa, woman, what are you doing? She goes, just want to see if it got get up and go. <laughs> You know, that's so, one thing I don't like about newer vehicles is the accelerator is so goddamn touchy. I hate that. I, I want to have a little bit of 
resistance. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of resistance. But uh, those yeah. potatoes you got, you know, these like you can hear the cables creak when you push the gas pedal. <laughs> no, that's yeah. that's the fifty nine we got out here. Yeah. yeah. As soon as you said you had two of them, I'm like, I can just picture them side by side sitting in weeds and like, I can see your marketplace post. Don't lowball me. I know what I got. Um, let's go over to Mr. JJ. What's up? How was your week? It was good. It was good. I went out to the shop, made a mess, came in the house. So it was good. Heard you were playing with your balls most of the day. I, I, you know what? Not a lot of men could say they have four big, hard wood balls, but I can. That are perfectly round, too. I mean, you know, they're perfectly round. Just they're say round. they're symmetri- round. symmetrical. Symmetrical. <laughs> you can fondle them. You can cup them gently. Oh, so gently. <laughs> The roundest balls of the court. <laughs> My balls are the finest of them all. I, I honestly was like wanting to just bump ACDC the whole time, but yeah, you know, that is a good song. Not gonna lie, I've got big balls. <laughs> You've got big balls. <laughs> Let's go over to Sergeant Wardog. How was your week, brother? Oh, great week, man. I got to head out to the gun range. And uh film with a buddy of mine. Uh wife got a new car, so I got her off my back. And then uh <laughs> there, it there it is. That's the word there there is. right there. That's all we've been waiting yeah. for. <laughs> yeah. So then, a bad word dog. My wife kept asking me, Are you sure you don't want to go look at other cars? Are you sure you're happy with this car? Don't you fucking bitch about this car if you get this car. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow! You're like I'm picking a car, not a wife, right? <laughs> <laughs> At least this one has trade-in value <laughs> and more options. <laughs> it responds model. I, it responds when I fill with his buttons, <laughs> right? <laughs> At least this one won't turn me now when I want to touch it. <laughs> this one knows all about a stiff throttle. <laughs> She's always lubricated. Uh, Bender, how you doing, man? <laughs> oh, I'm doing good. Uh, I had a pretty chill week uh, compared wait, wait, to most wait, wait, guys. Wait, wait. wait, lube it or lose it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, no, the most stressful thing I did was I got bored and I thought, uh, you know, just I, I put it, I, I made a Facebook marketplace post myself. Uh, just and I, I put in there testing the waters, trade only, just seeing what's out there. Not sure I'm really ready to let the car go, but you know, just seeing what you guys got, see if something sparks my fancy. And you know, I've, I've and it's from my O2 Camaro SS, and it's it's a pretty clean car, convertible. Uh, it's got about 500 horsepower. It's fun and everything. Um, and I didn't know about like. I mean, I've had low ball offers. I'm just outright selling a car, but when you're posting like a clean sports car, muscle car, and somebody wants to trade you like a fucking, (laughs) a fucking 07 Impala SS. It's like, come (laughs) on, man. (laughs) 1986 Dodge and an AR-15. We take them both. (laughs) Actually, I did get one of those too. (laughs) <laughs> but it was like from some younger guy. But that dude actually acknowledged, like, "Hey, I know this is kind of dumb, but this is what I got." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, sorry, man. Like, it's my only car right now. If I had something else, maybe I'd look at your guns." But no, uh, the worst, the worst. Some dude's like fifteen hundred, and I was like, uh, "Do you um, do you just want the wheels or something?" Right? Did you drop a zero and? <laughs> yeah, I was like, so I told him, I was like, add an extra zero to it, and we'll start talking from there. I don't think they dropped the zero. They dropped some acid before they messaged you, maybe. Yeah, I was like, because <laughs> like that one was like a grown ass man. It was like a couple of kids, like, you know, some pickup trucks have kind of modified or something, whatever. Like, hey, man, like, yeah, sorry, kid, keep keep working on that thing. Like, cause one kid had like a, a Silverado. It looked pretty nice, actually. They did a good job to it. 
um, but it had like a 4.8, like small V8 Chevy mix. And it's still LS based. You can make some decent power on it and whatnot, but, but mine's got a 6.0. I'm like, I'm not going any lower than a 5.3. Like, you know, sorry, man. Right. Um, but yeah, that dude, like 1500, I'm like, I was like, dude, for one, the cam of my car alone costs that much. <laughs> like, like, and for two, did you even read my fucking post? It's up for trade. Uh, from maybe. But I think a couple of reasonable offers, but I don't know. So that's the worst aggra- aggravation I've had is seeing just some of these silly lowball offers. Yeah. I know what I got, bitch. Uh, that's right. Yeah. I got a, I got a pair of 93 Corollas. I'll sell you. <laughs> yeah. They tried that shit when we traded ours into doing the same thing there at the dealership. And I'm like, Oh really? You guys are using Kelly blue book. But every time you fucking go to price a car, you use NADA up here. Um, so no, fuck you. Here's the NADA value of my fucking car or my trade in, which are about two grand lower. <laughs> so uh, no, yeah. fuck off. <laughs> Well, that's the reason why I figured private party on mine because having like being not stock modified engine shit like that, Kelly Blue Book. I mean, technically, that she doesn't raise the value of a car except to the right buyer, somebody else who wants that performance, right? Yep. So it's like, okay, I got to go private party. If I go to a dealership, I just might as well just bend over the hood and spread my cheeks as soon as I get on the lot. Yeah. Uh, really, Bender, you've got your uh, Facebook page up. I just shared it to the radio page for everybody to follow. Oh, yes, yes. Um, so, uh, yes, I got DV Bender Facebook radio page. Um, please share, like, comment. I try to post some funny stuff, post some stuff, what's going on with the radio and the farm. Um, try to keep some other links going, some other useful information. But for the most part, I'd like to try to interact with our listeners. Um, you know, maybe work on some segments where we can get some of your guys' twisted thoughts, and we'll have a little section of the show where we read you know dv shower thoughts or some dumb shit like that i don't know it's a work in progress but just um please share uh comment i'd like to get the page built a little bit and uh kind of help build continue to build dv radio dv farm help them grow make them stay relevant um so yeah yeah so be sure the one that you're following is the one that we shared on dv radio there's like 15 million dv benders out there for some reason i don't know why <laughs> but, <laughs> but somebody yeah, found a boner one not too long ago and i was like there's nothing i can do that it's a real fucking profile i can't i can't hurt. I, yeah so <laughs> yeah the um yeah the the my dv bender page has uh the dv radio logo as the the profile picture yeah all right uh recoil how was your week pretty damn good pretty damn good awesome awesome nothing uh too, nothing too exciting going on yeah yeah your life is never exciting <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that yeah the sarcasm that i just fucking threw out <laughs> onto a wall <laughs> um joel mbr radio how you doing how was your week man Hey, you know, everything's going real well. We just got a, a kind of a partnership with StreamYard, so we're going to be able to get more veterans on the radio waves and more veterans a mic in their hand because, you know, as always, I, I think that once we get veterans talking with a mic in their hand, we're going to dent this suicide thing that we've been fighting for the last couple of years. Ouch. Amen. Right oh, on, fuck. bro. Right on. Fuck Yes. All right. I tried to rush through all that to get to this. It's our guest for tonight. <laughs> I thought we'd be done by 10 after, but nope. We got assholes that just want to keep talking and talking and talking. <laughs> anyway. Imagine that radio show hosts that want to talk. Knowing, <laughs> knowing that we've only got an hour. <laughs> all right. Uh, without further ado, uh, he hit up DV6 and DV6 sent him over our way. Oink and I got him uh, scheduled to come on tonight. It's Jeremiah. He has veteran valor. How are you doing, Jeremiah? Just fine. Thank you guys for having me. Awesome. 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 Now, really quick, tell us a little bit about your uh, military career, if you don't mind. Um, All right. I did uh, 10 years in the Minnesota National Guard, so I was in the 34th Infantry Division. Um, started as a 14 Mike, a 
stinger missile operators, light infantry, and then three MOS and 11 Bravo for Iraq. I'm an Iraq War veteran. After that, I was privileged to do uh, the NORAC one year. It's a thing where we cross-trained with the Norwegian, Swedish, and well, it's the Norwegian Army, and then they bring along some Swedish and Croatian. Um, uh, later in my career, I just changed over to a training NCO, uh, as most of the guys got out after the war uh, or whatnot, and um, got out quite a while ago. Awesome. Now, Veteran Valor. It's Veteran Valor Farm. Uh, I don't want to act like I know anything about it because that's what we do on this show. Uh, so could you give us the mission statement and and let us know exactly what it's all about? I don't have our mission statement in front of me, uh, but, um, you know, we're, we are kind of basing our stuff off of what DV Farm originally was trying to be before the problems with the equine therapy, et cetera. But we're a transitional housing uh, unit. We have two three-bedroom houses on a farm or a sheep farm. Um, we have Jacob sheep. Uh, we take guys usually just out of treatment. Um, and we have, uh, four step program. I can go into more. Um, I actually, when I was me and some other veterans set it up, but it was my original idea when I say me, but of course I have a board and a bunch of people who do a lot of work that I super appreciate. So let me not, uh, forget to give credit. Um, uh, I actually came and visited the DV farm before I was even able to purchase the property that, that we have now. Um, and so similar, but different. Um, we're located in central Minnesota. Uh, we are actually just opening recently. We've had the farm for uh, over two years, but we had a fire on the farm when we were remodeling the pump house. It later burnt down. Um, and so it took us a lot of time to get the funds and rebuild the pump house, which has all our water equipment in it, uh, which everybody needs to drink and flush toilet. As I know, DB Farms having a similar problem now. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, uh, we started this mainly because of, uh, about, seems about six or seven years after we came back from Iraq, our friends just started dropping like flies. And a lot of them were in bad situations they couldn't get out of, whether it was depression or alcoholism, all of them. Um, you know, it was really starting to affect everybody. And I thought starting a farm where people can come and be away from triggers and also be with their peers, which often makes us more comfortable, as you guys know. And with regular civilians, I could help hopefully no more of my guys or anybody else commit suicide, and then, of course, help anybody who's just in a bad position. Um, our veterans have to go through treatment in case uh, they have a lot of proof they've never really needed it, and they're just in a different sort of homeless situation. Now, talking about, you know, what kind of veterans you take in, uh, really quick for everybody that's listening, this is Veteran Valor Farm. Uh, they're located in Minneapolis, Minnesota. You can check them out. Uh, in more detail at veteranvalorfarm.org. Uh, but the veterans that you take in, are most of them uh, addicted to something? Are most of them having troubles financially and, and something just put them in a bond and now they're homeless? What is the majority of the veterans that you take in? The majority are um, alcoholics um, or other drug addicts. Of course, we have a meth problem in Minnesota like they do everywhere else. Um, and that's generally the uh, amount of people we see that need help. I'm always putting out for other people in different situations, but usually it takes somebody to hit rock bottom before they actually look for help or think they need anything. Um, one thing that we have going for us that a lot of places don't is since we are a farm, we can take veterans with pets. Mm. And there's a lot of guys sitting out there who refuse treatment or help just because of the job they have. Um, and they're not willing to do anything. And it gives dogs in a perfectly good situation. And we can offer that. And part of our um, programming is dog training. That's, that's awesome. I, I like that you're able to work with veterans who have 
obviously service dogs and are 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 coming in with some type of pet. I'm not going to use the terminology that some assholes use, but I think you get the gist of that. Um, now, within this farm, uh, you also help veterans pair up with a job, job selection. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So we have different options. Um, a lot of people think when we say that we're going to give them work on other farms. Really, all our work at other farms is volunteer. Um, we have we're a, a partnership with a dog food factory that's out here in the country with us. You said Minneapolis, that's where we were based originally. We're now in Brainerd, which is in central Minnesota. And there's a, a dog factory down the store, opening positions for um, dog food packers. They just seal the bags, basically. Um, <clears throat> there's a town not too far away, about 20 minutes, where if they choose to not want to work at a dog food factory and they can find a job with something that maybe they already have skills with, that's fine. <clears throat> it's just uh, we push the dog food factory because it's a lot more time easy for myself as I have to drive everybody to work and everybody to AA uh, and everybody to everywhere else. So, Right. No, speaking of, you know, taking everybody where they need to go, is, d- does Veteran Valor also do what we do at the DV farm in the fact that we take them to the VA and, and get treatment or uh, they have to go for something mental illness related or anything of that nature? Exactly. I mean, when I visited the DV farm and, you know, when I, when I went there first, Mike said, well, congrats on actually coming here. Cause he said, he got calls all the time from people who thought they wanted to do something similar, but didn't realize how difficult it was. You know, mm-hmm. nobody's just going to do a farm and nobody's just going to pay for all these veterans. And it's not just going to be some easy government coming in and throwing money at you. Um, right. And, one of his things he said is just realize main part of your job a lot of time you're going to be spending is driving guys around because uh, they got to get places to go and because most of them well one of the reasons is that most of them have lost their license it's usually when a lot of people find out that they're at rock bottom and they get arrested for drunk driving the whatever time so they cannot drive anymore and then on top of that they're not allowed to drive for the first or they're not allowed to drive by themselves going places other than work for the first two phases at the farm anyway. Right. And uh, I commend you on, like Mike was saying, being able to go to the DV farm, wanting to start something similar and actually following through. Cause it, we've seen it over the years there. We've had a good at minimum, a hundred people say, Hey, I want to do this. And, and they get there and they're like, Oh, so it's not just a million dollar expedition journey um which it's not it's it's something that is literally a 24-hour job Uh, i want to go back to the job placement uh again it says in uh your little brochure um that you also offer uh job skills training and work selection what how do you do that on the farm and is there anything uh, that you've found that appeals to appeals to veterans that have come in and started using your services. So what we are 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 trying to do part partially, you know, um, you might have seen on some of the paperwork I gave you was the Idle Hands project. So we want the veterans to okay, sure, you know, you'll have a job that pays really well. Why don't you do something you'd like to do, and hopefully, has something to do with farming, right? So let's say they would love to, you know, get a job, but then also make money or start a new job. Let's just say growing garlic. We've had this case, for example. Well, we knew a guy, he grows the biggest garlic around, you know, and he gets paid big money at farmer's market for it. So a veteran had a passion for garlic. He was more than happy to come and share his time and technique. We were able to grow garlic and almost as good as the, the farmer we had not the same soil, um, you know, and then this veteran was able to make a whole bunch of money at a, at a veteran at a farmer's market and he sold the rest to the guy to his mentor. Um, so if there's a job they want to do, but can't have yet, you know, a lot of people, I have a lot of work at a dog food factory that pays really well and has great benefits. I want to be a, let's say a dog trainer. 
All right, sure. Go to work and we'll get you trained on being a dog trainer. You got to work for your dream, you know? Um, and so we're willing to go out in the community and, and find the, the mentors or the ways that get these guys a job they find respect for is they're willing to do and keep them responsible. I like it. I like it a lot. As uh, Jim Carrey once said, uh, for those who are just tuning in now, we are talking to Jeremiah from Veteran Valor Farm here on Barracks Talk on DVDRadio.net. You can go to VeteranValorFarm.org to find out more. Uh, you also have on your brochure that you do house veterans. Now, is this like a little community? Is it a one or two house type of thing? And how many veterans can you house at once, Jeremiah? So it's um, a little bit similar to E-Farm right now. We have two three-bedroom houses, but when uh, we were forced to, because of the state, remodel the house to make sure it was good enough for veterans and everything, uh, and because of the fire, I just moved into the other house, quit my main job because I wasn't able to do both at once and keep the eye on the farm. Um, so right now we have one three-bedroom house remodeled, uh, that's open to veterans. We're going to remodel this second house I'm in currently um, and then add three more bedrooms that are, well, not add, use three more bedrooms for veterans that are in this house. Um, but, you know, just just like uh, D, uh, Mike went through some purchasing problems, so did we. <laughs> uh, you know, the is not super uh, hype that I use my VA loan for it. And until we can operate for several years, I can't sell the nonprofit to itself yet. Well, the property that it's on, and once I do, I'll be able to purchase profit, hopefully very nearby, because it is a 24-hour thing. You know, I don't want to be more than an hour away, or I will have to hire somebody, which I don't want to do. Right. Understandable. I mean... It, you you want to keep things as small as possible, but you also want to give as much uh, credit and oversee to the veterans uh, that you're taking care of as well. Uh, it's 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 a it's a balanced thing, and you have to weigh the the pros and the cons and and all that good stuff. Uh, for anybody that's listening, Valor Farm is a five hundred one c three nonprofit. They are in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, Jeremiah. Who do you take in? I know you take in veterans, but is it people that are in the local area, uh, all of Minnesota, around the country? How do you how do you do that? Well, um, I like local veterans. Um, I like when local when it gets out into the neighborhood. Oh, so and so's you know family members there. But <clears throat> most of our veterans all come from Map B at Stanford, Minnesota. Veteran Council. It's a big nonprofit that uh, helps veterans. Uh, if you need help, you can go there and they'll start working on all your <clears throat> legal problems and kind of they're, they're kind of like um, a social worker in a sense for people who haven't gotten in trouble yet or maybe are in trouble but need help specifically because they're veterans. And Matt is super helpful because not everybody is going to to super love the farm. They might think it was cute at first and then maybe they get here. Maybe they're just, you know, not a, not a country mouse and aren't used to it. Mac B will always take them back and give them housing. So it's not some sort of problem here where they don't want to be here and they're affecting the other veterans mood and not doing any work while everybody else is. Mac B, you know, has the back of that veteran hundred percent. So it's super great to get veterans from them because they have this huge back behind them. And, you know, not everybody behaves all the time, but with Matt, Matt B veterans, I can call their social worker quotation marks. They have a different word for it. And they'll talk to them and, and you know, smooth things over where the rest of the veterans, you know, just got to work with them like you do. Right, right. Um, I, I love what you're doing. I, I'm glad that the DV farm inspired you uh, and, and going to the DV farm inspired you even further. Uh, to take on this mission, because at the end of the day, it is a mission. It's it's helping our fellow brothers and sisters. Um, as for donations, I'm looking at your donation page, and it looks like you basically will take anything uh, in terms of donation, uh, money, uh, equipment, land, and livestock. 
what out of those types of donations, obviously money, uh, but when it comes to equipment, land and livestock, which of those are the ones that would help you most at the present time? Money is most dynamic. Um, the other things take a lot more effort to deal with. You know, we've had people who want to give us land and we're like, all right, well, you're like an hour and a half north. They're like, so? I'm like, well, whether we'd house people on it or they just sometimes bare land, you know, we can't get up there all the time. It's not sustainable. And, you know, we'd end up just selling it, you know, when it's far away. So that comes with problems anyways, but it's still money, of course, in the end. So money's the best. There are people around who want to uh, donate equipment, which is fine. You know, we'd love uh, a decent tractor, um, but we just put that in there just in case. Those people, once in a while, do have such things. Right. Um, we do have a question in uh, the chat room from Alice, the Amazon. She was asking, what has been the biggest obstacle that got in the way of getting Valor Farm started? <clears throat> well... That fire was a real bitch. Um, <laughs> I mean, it burned down a whole building, and and um, I had to pay for most of it myself. We were super blessed um, by the fact somebody, for no reason besides, you know, we were taking stuff, donated a bunch of, um, you know, roof trusses. They were building a real house. They didn't need these roof trusses over their old RV anymore. I was like, sure, I'll take them. You know, maybe we'll build a second building. Well, it burnt down. We had roof trusses that worked, for, um, well, not perfectly, but they worked for the building. And a construction business that dumped off a whole bunch of um, two-by-fours that had a bunch of mold on them. So I just spent a long time scraping it off. And so we had those, but still the not having water. You can't you can't house anybody without water. And as Stevie Farm knows, you know that septic can be a real bitch. Mm -hmm. um, so that problem not not only the cost of rebuilding the pump house, but not being um, functional and working. You know, we weren't getting money from places to function, and so I was just paying the home loan the entire time myself for over a year. So that was a problem, but. For starting a nonprofit like this, finding the land is the hardest. Having the money, I guess, would be the second. And then the third would be having the money to transform it into what you need to do. Uh, you know, we have one of the houses, ADA compatible. You know, just the door alone was $4,000. Um, so giving that up to snuff wasn't fun either. But I think finding the right land, I was really blessed to find this property with two houses. It's not super common where I'm around, but, and the houses I was looking at prior were, were houses with four, six, nine bedrooms, but to stick a bunch of guys all butt to nut together isn't really going to help them want to stay there. You know, the separation I have between the two houses, I think is, is a godsend. Honestly, I think if you have internet, heat and food, you have nothing to complain about. You know, and I wanted, oh, yeah, privacy, excuse me, so you can have your own time, if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> all those were important. When we remodeled the house, we put in thick walls and soundboarding, so nobody's bothering each other. But back to the question, the hardest part, finding the land and getting the money to do it. And, and you know, it's not hard, but, you know, if you don't go to DD Farm and ask them, you're going to think, like everybody else, that it's super easy and somebody's going to hand you a, a piece of land and then the government's going to come in and throw money at you, which is just not the case. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a task in of itself just to find land. And then, like you said, the money itself, it's, it's one of those things that just doesn't fall out of the sky. And and then another thing that I got to commend you on is the uh, ADA quote unquote compliance. And, and you're right. It's, it's beyond expensive. It's stupidly expensive. Myself and Recoil and JJ have talked about this at extent. Um, it's it's absolutely stupid how expensive it is to make something um, accessible for someone who's in a wheelchair or has troubles walking or anything of that nature. Um, so I want to commend you on being able to do that. Uh, I want to go back one more time uh, before I forget because it, it just popped back into my head. Uh, you do animal therapy as well. Uh, at the Valor Farm. What type of animals do you have there uh, presently? And are you looking at getting any others in the future? 
So our, our, our only official therapy is our equine therapy, and we're actually partnered with another nonprofit, Gates of Hope, out of Rice, Minnesota, and they do all our equine therapy. Uh, honestly, I think any of the time you spend with the other animals on the farm, we have goats and sheep, chickens, dogs, and cats, um, is a little bit of therapy, um, but not official and, you know, um, certified like the equine therapy. The sheep are peaceful and also can be intimidating. On our farm, we have Jacob sheep. They're actually sheep with four horns. They can be, they're very intimidating with their giant horns. Um, but the, the girls are very sweet and nice. But otherwise, just equine therapy, which works great. It, I, I like it. It makes the person understand how other people are feeling around them. I got that a lot of, out of the equine therapy I did. And then, you know, putting yourself as the horse, how other people react to you when maybe you're not acting the nicest. So, um, yeah, it's, it's helpful. Uh, speaking of animal therapy, Alice actually wanted to ask, what do you look for in a therapy animal? Well, I guess it depends, you know, if you're just, if you're talking about horses, <laughs> which, uh, it's funny, not funny, I guess. I was talking to the equine therapist and she was, you know, talking about the future, well, we'll have, we'll just keep some horses on the farm because right now we have to go to her or she has to bring the horses to us. Um, and I'm like, all right, well, which horses? And she's like, I will find some random horses. I'm like, wait, I have a question. Are therapy horses just random horses? Or are they trained somehow to be in the therapy? No, they're just random horses. And all the therapy is how, you know, is, is all about the reaction or the relation or the reaction between the veteran and the horse, you know. Um, and so, of course, I guess I wouldn't say horses are the best therapy animal because they're very expensive. Uh, they take a lot of upkeep. Um, every horse you have, at least in the state of Minnesota, you have to have insurance on uh, in case the horse, I guess, runs away and kicks somebody in the face. So it's very expensive. I'd go all the way with a dog for, you know, personal non-certified therapy. You can get a uh, service dog is very, very expensive. Or you just get a regular dog and it will also give you a lot of therapy. I love dogs to death. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's funny that you mentioned, you know, uh, horses running away and, and kicking and all. We actually, he, he's, he's nice. He's, he's exceptional. Uh, but one of the horses at the farm that we've got, he, he picks his moments and who he wants to be nice to. <laughs> it's, it's Ash like, is definitely a fucking DV horse. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> Absolutely. He has, he has such a personality. Uh, you, you can't even write it. Uh, if you're just not tuning in again, we're talking to Jeremiah of Valor Farm. You can, uh, veteran Valor Farm. You can go to veteranvalorfarm.org to find out more. Oink, you were the contact with Jeremiah. Do you want to talk to him about anything or ask him any questions? Uh, the only other question I have is I know that the DV farm, you know, is striving obviously to get female veterans at one point in time here in the future. I mean, but obviously we got other issues right now. Is that something that the veteran Fowler farm is also looking to do due to the fact that, you know, female veterans are 250% more likely to commit suicide than their counterparts? That is not something we're concentrating on. Um, uh, I'm, I've talked to Matt B, the place I was mentioning earlier that helps help veterans, and they have a whole different setup for female veterans. Um, and then the state of Minnesota also has all sorts of stuff that aren't available to male veterans. And so, <clears throat> you know, we're going to leave a room or a house open for females. They said it'd probably just stay empty. Um, so we're concentrating on, on men. I'm not concentrating on men. <laughs> We've never got one female applicant, um, and it's no, it's not something that that we're concentrating on. I'm not saying yeah, I, I mean, would, but I would, that that's something that we've definitely acknowledged here on the show before. Is that you know they bring together a whole different dynamic when it comes to whether it be medical or whether they have a child with them or several children for that matter. You know, so it's a, a totally different dynamic. So I understand that. I was just kind of curious if that was something that you were looking for down the line to once this got uh, kicked off and whatnot. But uh, totally, we I understand. Like, <laughs> down the line, we have lofty dreams or hope. 
And, you know, that would totally be a possibility uh, in the future. But for now, we don't need to really rock the boat. In the future, we hope to build uh, an additional building uh, on the property so we can accept veteran vouchers from the VA. Because, of course, these rooms, I, I assume it's the same all around the country. But for a veteran voucher, you have to have your own private bathroom. And, of course, in these two old farmhouses, nobody has a private bathroom. So we're going to build a second building in the future. If everything was right, you know, we'll see nothing's gone so smooth yet, uh, where we could accept those. And then in that case, we would have open houses where maybe a family would have a little bit more room instead of being their necks breathed down by a bunch of veterans who talk like us with dirty mouths where the kids maybe don't even <laughs> We don't have those. Come on. <laughs> feel comfortable and feel free to say whatever they want. And there's a bunch of little kids running around, you know, I wouldn't feel as comfortable either. So Mommy, un Uncle Bender taught me a new word. <laughs> um, uh, before I forget, Jeremiah, there is one other thing I wanted to ask you uh, in relation to donations. Do you guys get any type of state or government funding presently? Are you looking to do that in the future? So, uh, state or government funding, you know, we learned from DV Farm and some other ones that, you know, after the VA is just covered in red tape, you know, so we're not going after the VA for any help. Sure, we would love government grants in the future. We haven't had, we've had some bad experience with grant writers. Um, so us too, we are also trying to figure that out. Most recently, I've been researching on AI grant writers. Uh, that's where you have the computer do it all for you, but um, I still I haven't heard back from the company I want to look at. Um, but yeah, all the state and federal ones, you know, they're a little bit more difficult. We uh, we had grants before from a place called the Manitou Fund, um, but when they heard we hired grant writers, they stopped giving us money. So yeah. It's it's amazing how many grant writers are out there and how many of them say they want to do something they get so far and then you hear nothing back from them ever fucking again. Um, let's go hmm. over to hmm. JJ. Do you have any questions or comments <laughs> that you would like to ask or talk to Jeremiah about? I do not. I'm I'm good at the moment. Uh, Sergeant Wardog. Yeah, I was curious um about uh initially i was curious about uh the females as you said but uh i wanted to know how you handle uh relapse relapses happen all the time you know um it they have to go back to treatment if they relapse uh, on the farm it's kind of hard to relapse you'll have to have put a lot of effort into smuggling something in to have done that um and you know they know they generally are ratted on by the other veterans because it's not fair and nobody wants to be around that person and they just have to go back to treatment and they're more than welcome to come back. Uh, veterans who leave are always welcome to come back. Um, you know, we have all the tools to fix the car. You know what I mean? So I love when guys come back just to get help to, to fix the vehicle or something like that. Um, so relapse is just a part of life. All right. Good deal. I like that because, you know, that that's one that and, and you you obviously know because you've you've spoke to Mike and, and you followed the DV farm since uh, its inception. But that's one thing that Mike and the rest of us were like: these guys need a second, third, fourth chance because relapse is a part of addiction. And nine times out of ten, you fail through a rehab; they're not taking you back, or you fell through the veteran, uh, the the VA system, and they're like, "Nope, get the fuck out of here." So. I'm glad you're taking that and, and understanding it because there's a the majority out there don't understand uh, that that addiction is one of those things. Once addicted, you're always addicted and relapse is just a moment away at any time. So I, I want to commend you on that as well. Uh, Bender. I think it's great. You kind of, uh, you know, keep it real with the guys and break down when you ask them kind of what their goals are. when you get there and um, you outline for them like, okay. This is your goal. It might be unattainable right now, but you still, just because you don't want to, you know, shovel shit for now to make money. Yeah. You, I like how you make them understand that climbing a mountain starts with small steps. And if you got to start down here, 
at least you're doing something to better yourself and provide for yourself. And so I kind of like, I like your approach in guiding them in that way. It's like, you got to start somewhere to get to where you want to be. For sure. And, uh, from a lot of the veterans act as if, you know, life's already over. This is it. This is just how it's going to be forever. No, pick something you want to do. It's attainable, you know, um, Maybe, you know, not pilots, way too late for that, you know, but be reasonable and get you there. Right, exactly, yes. Be, be reasonable and, yes, you got to start somewhere. Um, I think that's a fantastic way to approach it. Uh, I think you do a good job with that. Thank you, appreciate it. Also, um, yeah, horses uh, terrify the shit out of me. Um <laughs> I think uh, I think I think I think therapy dogs are better, but yeah. uh, horses—they're—they're they're like women. They just—I just don't get them. This is yeah. how we know you're gay, Bender. Um, I <laughs> get it. No, uh, for those that are listening, veteranvalorfarm.org. Go check it out. Recoil. Um, yeah, well, first off, but uh, as others have said, I, I commend you on your your approach to relapse. I mean, that was one of the things that Mike or DB6 had talked about in the beginning of setting up the farm was, you know, his one of the things he saw with other similar programs was you screw up once and you're out and you can never come back. And, and you know, being a former addict himself, you know, he said that, you know, relapse is part of recovery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, you know, of course, we don't we don't want anybody to relapse. You know, it's it's not like, you know. You want to just be like, oh yeah, relapse anytime you fucking want. Like that's not how it works. But but to turn your back on somebody because they relapsed when it is something that happens, um, it, it's not beneficial to them. It's not helping them. No, I mean when I was in, I was living in California for a while, and that almost re- reminds me of how they do their entire veteran everything. You know, they get a veteran, they house them for a period of time, and then they kick them out because they have some rotational BS. And now he has to find a different veteran homeless shelter hours away and get to the same work that he got when he was near the other one. And it's just um, vicious cycle. Yeah. Help the VA doesn't have a government or, or whoever, whatever, however the system is that it is failing does not help, but they are, you know, out there, you know, what is it? Um, so the, there are, homeless shelters around the country and they're only allowed to house a, a veteran for a certain amount of days and then all of a sudden they're just kicked out <laughs> um and that's just ridiculous it's not really a homeless shelter it's temporary housing that doesn't help anybody and just reminds me of that of, of, of not following through with these veterans who need more than two weeks or 30 days of help yeah but that kind of leads to what what my question actually was is um between yourself and the and the other organization that you work in, what steps do you guys have in place for once somebody's completed your program for reintegration? Is there a halfway house or 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 do you help you know get them established in an apartment or how does that work? So uh, we want before they leave, we want them to have saved up enough money to totally pay for an apartment and have money uh, left over, which will help them find a place. If they want to move far from here, we'll still help them next to a job that they've gotten. So we're helping them by making sure they save their money prior. And then, of course, they don't have to leave until they're ready. Um, and so that's what we do. We also, again, have Matt V, who has a lot of housing options and stuff. And sometimes they're more, especially with the veterans that they've given to us, they almost insist on dealing with that themselves. Uh, but what we want to do is make sure they find a good place that they're comfortable where they are. We'd love if they were nearby for any, so we could give them any support. But if they're getting that job, they were working for and wanting and maybe applying for, for, you know, eight months, it might not be nearby. And so we'll most likely have to move them to Minneapolis, which there are other housing options there with, with persons I know personally, for example. Hey, um, just real quick, a little thought. Um, I don't know about what you talked to, like what some of the, your guys' backgrounds are, um, but if any of them are in the aviation field, um, please go. Uh, 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 
I'm going to follow your page with my page, but follow my page as well because the company I work for, I'm down in South Texas, but if you've got aviation experience, especially with any kind of air, aircraft structure work, they are hurting for people like that. All right, people who know what they're doing for aviation work. If that was, if their MOS was in aviation, just let me know. Um, you know, I'm not guaranteeing anything. There's still, you know, I can't speak for my company. The way it's set up, I can't. I, I can kind of say like, hey, I recommend this guy, but you know, it's still out of my hands if they apply. I'm just saying, right. you guys who have aviation experience, especially structural work, um, I they'd have a better shot than most at getting a well-paying job. Good to know. Good to know. Have no college. Ne- no college necessary. Will do. So uh, yeah, just just a little food for thought. Um, thanks. <laughs> Recall. Did you have anything else you wanted to say or ask, Jeremiah? No, no, man. We we covered a lot here. I I, I do want to say awesome job, man. Appreciate what you're what you're doing, and you know it's it's really great to to see you know just another organization out there trying to look out for our brothers and sisters. So thank you for that. Thank you. And last but definitely not least, Joel from NBR Radio. Hey, Jeremiah, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on and, you know, spotlighting your organization so that more veterans can find out about it. I wanted to tell you, I, I really appreciate that. And I really appreciate that you taking on this mission because uh, it's something that needs to be done. And uh, you've, you, you've continued your service. So I just wanted to tell you, uh, I, appreciate that i was wondering you talked about how you have been working with other nonprofits. i'm curious if you have connected with tee it up for the troops yet what for the troops tee it up for the troops tee it up for the troops no i we work with shoot for the troop which isn't okay. about troops um it's uh, shooting clay pigeons for the troops okay all right. Well, when we get off here, I will have, I will have Bo um, tell me your information, and I will CC you and and get you connected with them. Maybe, maybe there's a possibility they might be able to help you. They they're very big in Minnesota. Oh, really? I like it. I know uh, we uh, we did one golf tournament not last year, the year before, and it was very popular. But have somebody else do it for us sounds even better. All right. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll connect you with them and, and see if there's anything that they can do to help you out. Great. Awesome. I love it. Yes. Uh, like I said, Jeremiah, I, I commend you on wanting to do this, going to the farm and, and inspiring you further speaking with, uh, Mike, AKA DV six and, and understanding what it takes and, and saying, fuck it, I'm gonna do it. Uh, and going forth with it. And I, I love everything that I've seen about it. Uh, you have a beautiful property. It's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, I love what you're doing with everything that you've incorporated with the sheep and the horses and the, 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 the job training and, and selection and understanding the relapse of addicts and then just wanting to help veterans in general or our fellow uh, veterans. So I want to commend you on all that. Uh, is there anything that you would like for the people listening tonight live or on podcast to know uh, whether you've got something coming up, fundraising event or anything of that nature? Uh, this is your time, brother. All right. Um, <clears throat> we don't have anything specifically coming up, but of course, like you said, our website is uh, org. Don't get it mixed up with Veteran Valor, a veteran group somewhere down south who also helps veterans. Uh, but uh, I wish they wouldn't have stolen part of our name because there's becoming some confusion for it. And I've had more than one person I donated. I'm like, I don't see it. They're like, Veteran Valor. I'm like, Veteran Valor Farm. I'm like, oh, we donated the wrong thing. I'm like, oh, great. Um, those guys seem to be run by some like generals and stuff. So, uh, they got a pretty high gluten um, situation going on there, but Veteran uh, Valley Farm in Minnesota—that's that's us, and that's what we are. <laughs> I love Fucking it. Fucking officers. 
I appreciate you coming on and, and wanting to speak with us and, and talk about exactly what it is Veteran Valor Farm is. For those listening, please check out veteranvalorfarm.org. Donate if you can, share it. Uh, go follow them on social media, Veteran Valor Farm. You can find them on Facebook. And uh, yeah, I, I love what you're doing, brother. It was a pleasure having you on and, and hear what you guys are doing. And uh, I can't wait to see what you guys are doing in the future. And I'd love to have you back on again. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. You know, I uh, hope DV6 eventually feels better. He was supposed to come visit last year, uh, but he hasn't been doing as much traveling as he did uh, the years prior. So, um, but uh, yeah, thanks a lot. I support, the, I love DV Farm and all the DV stuff. Um, uh, yeah, if it wasn't for Mike, you know, I don't know if I would have gotten as far as I have gotten. And my one, not my main motivation, but one was I didn't want to be one of those guys who called Mike and said, I want to do all this bullshit and then puss out. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm too many people. I'm doing this. So I'm fucking doing it. Well, uh, I appreciate it. I know all of us here at DV radio appreciate it. And I, and I can guarantee you all the veterans that have come through and will come through veteran Valor farm. Absolutely do appreciate it. And their fa uh, family as well. Uh, so thank you, brother. I hope you have a great evening, great weekend. Thanks so much. Will do. Uh, that was Jeremiah from VeteranValorFarm.org. We will have all the links in the description of the podcast. Please go check them out. Follow them on Facebook and donate if you're able to. If not, spread the word about them. They are in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And they are 501C3 nonprofit. It is that nine o'clock hour that I know you all love and dread at the same time. So let's go around the proverbial virtual table one last time for this show. And as always, we'll end with like Joel from MBR Radio. Last thoughts or anything for our listeners tonight? We're on podcast. Um, let's help let's help all of our veterans get a mic in their hand and let's get everybody talking you know if uh if you don't have a podcast show and you want to be a guest or you know you you want to try it out message us let's get talking guys let's get talking and stop the suicide stuff absolutely for you absolutely let's go over to bender All right. All right. Hey, uh, another good night. Uh, again, I'm glad to be with uh, back here with Davy radio. Um, I would say for everyone listening, your liver is bigger than your heart. So party more and care less. <laughs> now me too. Um, let's go over to JJ. <laughs> <laughs> Those words light my soul up. <laughs> See, that's paid access DV radio. Last thoughts or anything for our listeners live or on podcast. I just want to say, you know, since I learned about the DV farm, I felt like every state in the nation needed a dv farm so it's really cool to hear about a similar program going on in another state and i i really uh wish jeremiah and the farm well and hope that uh we can help them advance and grow absolutely don't forget go check out whatsaiwoodturning.com and grab all your handmade wood artistry from mr joaquin watai uh sergeant wardog Hey, the psych ward gang is real. Uh, if you find yourself in any type of mental health crisis, don't be ashamed or afraid to dial the digits 988. Uh, just as I had to, and um, I'm now no longer ashamed to admit, if you do run into any type of mental health crisis, don't be ashamed or afraid to use the digits 988. Have a great week. Salute. Mr. Recoil. As always, be safe and keep looking out for each other, fuckers. And before I go over to Oink one last time, don't forget, until February 29th, you can get 20% off your entire order at the DV Radio Store. Go to dvradio.net. 
the the third design for the 10th year anniversary is already up so you can capitalize on that 20 percent uh, and get all three first designs for about $20 off, depending on what you're getting. I think it's the $30 shirts, uh, all three of those 20% off. It's about 18 or so dollars. Uh, don't forget, go to dvfarm.org. If you can help us raise that 25 grand for the septic system, please do. If you can't spread the word and don't forget to go over to veteranvalorfarm.org and find out more about that. And if you can donate to them as well. Last but not least, Mr. Ark. While the DV Farm and Veteran Valon Farm right now are only set up to take up male veterans, our female veterans are 250% more likely to die by suicide than civilian women, as I mentioned before. So if you're looking for an app or somebody to talk to or whatever the case may be and you're female, by all means, go over to Objective Zero and check them out. You can filter by that age, gender, branch of service, connection to the military, military occupation specialty, and even location. So if you're looking to talk to somebody, Objective Zero is your place to go to. Again, ObjectiveZero.org. Head over there and check them out. Yes, please do. And if you don't need it now, somebody else might need it or you might need it in the future. Have it on your mobile device or in a bookmark on your desktop just in case you or somebody else needs it in the future. You never know when you're going to need to reach out to someone. Well, it's that time. You can't stay. You can stay. You can chat in the chat room. You can't stay with us. <laughs> we love each and every one of you that tune in live. We love each and every one of you that listen on podcast and share and support DV Radio. You mean a lot to us. Okay, you mean a little bit to us, okay? We lied. No, we love you. We love you all. <laughs> Thank you all for listening in. For Oink, JJ, Sergeant Wardog, Benders, Sarge, uh, Recoil, I said it twice, <laughs> and Joel from MBR Radio, I'm Bonerwood. You just heard Barracks talk right here on WDVRDVRadio.net. Until next week, Futsicles. Bye-bye. Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Radio.